Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. More and more Michiganders are choosing to not have children. Do you think that you'll have any regret? Not at all. Not at all. I don't feel like I need that on our own personal side of things. A new survey from MSU says over a million people statewide are saying no to kids. Why? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. The American dream, it used to go something like this. Go to school, get a job, get married, buy a house, make sure it has a white picket fence for some reason, and then start a family. You know, have kids. Of course, when that dream was alive and well, school and housing were far more affordable, as was childcare. These days, eh, not so much. The current rental home average, according to Zillow, is almost 1200 bucks a month. To buy, Zillow says on average a Michigander will pay over 236 k That's not to mention interest rates topping 5%, the highest they've been in a decade. The average price of childcare in Michigan, according to LendingTree, is almost 1000 bucks a year. That cost rose by 61% statewide during the pandemic. When you put it all together, what do you get? Fewer people having children. The study from Michigan State University finds around 22% of adults or about 1.7 million people in Michigan don't want children and therefore are child-free. Jennifer Watley-Neal is a researcher and associate professor in psychology at the university. We also found that people were making this decision to be child-free relatively early in life, often in their teens and 20s, and they seem to stick with that decision. So women who decided to be child-free in their teens are now on average around 40 and still don't want to have children. While this study is based on Michigan residents, researchers believe if the findings hold up nationally, it would mean 50 to 60 million Americans are child-free. The first voice you heard was WWJ health reporter Dr. Deanna Lights chatting with Dr. Jennifer Watling from Michigan State University about their new survey. Well over a million people statewide say they don't want kids and they're sticking to it. I am not one of those people. I have a six-year-old myself but I really wanted to know what was driving all of this. So I called somebody who could relate. Hello. Hey, Amanda, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing really well. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me. That is the voice of Amanda Morang Picarillo. She's married in her 30s and childless. For Amanda and her husband, it was a choice. Both could have children, but decided not to. That MSU study said people are choosing against having children earlier in life. That rings true for Amanda. Growing up, it was kind of like, not an everybody's doing it kind of thing. But it kind of it kind of was, I guess. You think that that's the trajectory that your life is supposed to take. And as I got kind of older, I remember specifically having a conversation with an ex of mine, and we were talking about, you know, getting married and having kids. And when that topic came up and just the way that he was describing it, I got this pit in my stomach. And at that point, I knew that I for sure didn't want kids. I didn't really know why yet because I was, you know, 20 years old. So I didn't know enough about myself yet. I just knew it was something I didn't want. And then as I got older, I started learning more about myself, discovering why I didn't want to do that. And then I started becoming more vocal. Like with my husband now, I let him know within a couple of months, you know, this is something I don't want. And if that's going to be a deal breaker for you, I wanted to make sure that he knew that ahead of time.
what's really going on here? Is it just the cost of having kids? I mean, I know people who are basically working just to have their kids in childcare. It's so expensive. It's just, I am the kind of person where I want to be comfortable, but I also know myself that if I did have a kid, I would be all in. And I just don't know that I could manage both being comfortable and being all in because it's just, that's so much pressure. With the inflation rate and gas prices still high, it just adds to financial stress. And that doesn't even mention the cost of secondary education if prospective parents are planning to take on that financial burden. But for Amanda, it's not that clear cut and she's upfront about it. For me, it's just kind of, you know, to be blunt, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of money. Um, I love being an aunt. That is like my nieces and nephew are my pride and joy. But there's a difference between being a parent and having a paternal instinct. They're two totally different things. Being a primary caregiver for somebody, that's just an immense amount of responsibility. And again, the older you get, the more you learn about yourself, the more you learn about the world. It's just, I personally just can't even imagine bringing a kid into the world, the anxiety I would have, even if I wanted one. Back 30, 40, 50 years ago, having a child in your late teens, or early 20s was pretty common. The amount of change people go through from that time into their 30s can be drastic. I mean, today, right now, how much are you like your own self when you were 19 or 20 years old? If I had to guess, probably not much. What did you learn about yourself, do you think, that led you to make that choice? What inside of you, maybe not changed, but what inside of you developed into forming that perspective? Because, I mean, you're right, the older you get, the more you know about yourself. Yeah, so I think the older I got, the more I realized just how much of, and this will probably surprise you, but I'm actually an introvert. I like to have my alone time. And when you have a kid, you don't have that option. You know, you have, there's no sick day for you. you you're you always on. And that's just not something I want to be. I value my chill time a lot. I also like having my money for myself, you know, and a lot of people will say that it's selfish, but I feel like it's more selfish to have a child knowing those things about yourself. And then still being selfish with your money or with your time. There is a thing that comes with choosing to not have children. The questions. Why aren't you having kids? Are you sure you don't want kids? What will you do when you're older? Those questions can not only be uncomfortable, but judgmental too. But it does sound like things are changing a bit. It's much better now. I mean, people still ask, I think when they ask now, it's more of just a force of habit of asking people, oh, when are you going to have kids? Oh, how many kids do you want? But it's not so much when you tell them that you don't want kids, they aren't going into, oh, well, what are you going to do when you get older? And, and don't you and your husband want a family? And, you know, all the other kinds of nosier questions, I guess, that come along with it. You're very vocal about this. That's why I called you. Why so vocal? Why so forward about it? I think that things have gotten much better in recent years as far as it being accepted that you don't want children. Um, but I still think that there's a long way to go. And I think that there is still a stigma around why people don't want them. And I think that being someone who's vocal, I think it's important to have people that do that so that other people maybe feel more comfortable with their thoughts and themselves and the decisions that they make because everyone's situation is different. Yeah, I still had one question for Amanda. Some choices, they're irreversible. She feels one way now, but will she always feel that way? 
may not be a fair question, but do you think we can't see the future? Do you think that you'll have any regret? Not at all. Not at all. I love being an aunt. I get like, it's the best of both worlds. You know, I get to do all the spoiling, the fun stuff, but I'm not a primary caregiver. So if I ever wanted to, you know, have a kid to do some fun activity, like tradition, stuff like that. I do that with my nieces and nephews. I don't feel like I need that on, you know, our own personal side of things, I guess. And you hit the jackpot when it comes to nieces and nephews, right? I mean, they're quadruplets, right? Yes, we have quadruplets on my side, and then we have two nephews on my husband's side also. When I said I had one more question, I guess that was a lie. As a parent myself, I had one more question for Amanda. It's important. So then I have to ask, what is it like to wake up whenever you want to? I, I have to know. Oh, my God. It's so it's so amazing. <laughs> you cannot beat it. Like, <laughs> I can only that imagine. That is one of the best things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is not to suggest that being a parent was easier in the past than it is now. Being a parent is wildly stressful no matter what year it is. It's the world in which we live today that's so different. The stay-at-home parental model is not feasible for most, and childcare is wildly expensive. And unless things change for the better, that one in five who don't want kids in Michigan, it'll likely grow. This was a very personal conversation. Big thanks to Amanda Morang Piccarillo for sharing her insight with me. And thanks to Dr. Deanna Lights for her reporting on this topic. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out www.newsradio.com for local news on demand 24-7, including the latest on parenting trends in Michigan. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We want to hear them. Drop us an email at dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at audacy.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is the Daily J. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.